millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Today we've got a great nuclear revenge story against an ex. We'll get to that in a bit, but first... The one time I accidentally burnt my friend's hair. Thinking of revenge, I remember what I did to my best friend when we were kids. We're still good friends to this day and at some point I confessed to him that burning his hair was not really an accident. He admitted that he suspected that my burning his hair was deliberate too. We laughed over it that day but at the time it was certainly not funny. He was very mad at me and I don't think I'd ever seen him that angry. What led to setting his hair on fire? Well, here's a background story. My best friend and I have been friends since we can remember. He was like a brother to me and it made sense since we were neighbors and have been for as long as I can remember. Our dads were both in the army and would be away for a while. Naturally, our moms bonded over their husbands' frequent absences and hung out together often. They soon became friends and that was how it all started. First, my mom discovered that she was pregnant with me her first child, and then my best friend's mom got pregnant with him too. We were born just a few months apart. After we were born, my best friend and his family left the town we lived in to live somewhere else. But they returned later when my best friend and I were seven, and that was the beginning of our friendship. We were always together, we played games together, ate together, went to school together, and as we grew we found that we liked the same girls and the same girls liked us. Unlike me, my best friend has an older brother who was much older than us. He went off to college just as we started high school. Since he had a big brother and a modern masculine figure, he had no problem getting and commanding the attention of the pretty girls in school. He could steal cool clothes from his brother, borrow his car, use his cologne, and get a similar haircut to his brother. I had no such influence. My dad was nearly never around, and even when he did come around, we had no bond. His continued absence deeply affected our relationship. Or perhaps we weren't just meant to have a connection. I think my baby sister, who was born six years after I was, has a better connection to my dad than I do. As a child, I would in fact wonder if my dad even liked me. And my conclusion each time was that my dad loved me as his son, but he didn't like me. He hardly even spoke to me. We never talked about girls or any of that stuff. He did talk to me about my career and all that stuff because he was really into that. My dad had always wanted to be a lawyer, but he had limited resources to actualize his dreams. When I told him I was going to be a lawyer too, he beamed with pride, and for the first time ever I felt seen by my dad. To this day, I wonder if I was that determined to be a lawyer because I was passionate about it, or if I wanted my dad to beam with the pride I saw that day whenever he thought of me. Perhaps my entire career was built on getting validation from my dad, but I guess that's a talk for therapy. Anyway, my dad and I talk more now. I see now that he's a man of few words. And I also saw that he's a lot closer to my baby sister because he was there when she was born and he watched her grow. Back to my best friend. Unlike him, I had no older brother whose books on wooing a lady I could read, so I was a lot less cool than him, my best friend. 
I never got jealous of my friend's ability to pull all the pretty girls until he consecutively pulled two girls I liked. The first was a transfer student. I offered to show her around, something I learned from watching too many high school movies. She was very pretty and had a cute pixie haircut. It was the first time I thought a girl with super short hair was cute. Usually I liked girls with long, shiny hair, but she was different. Her short hair flattered her heart-shaped face. She also had straight, even teeth and the most beautiful body ever. Something about her was just very attractive. Now I know that it was she had a sex appeal. I was crazy about her at the time. When she accepted my tour offer and we went around the school together, it took a lot to resist the urge to ask if I could kiss her. I had not even had my first real kiss at the time. I had kissed the same girl in the game of truth or dare, but I had never kissed someone that I really wanted to. The girl and I became friends and she would stop over at my house to borrow books. One day she was in my kitchen eating a cupcake my mom had baked and I hid at the kitchen entrance to watch her. I didn't even realize I was drooling until my mom tapped me. I looked around to see who had tapped me. Come with me, my mom commanded. You don't stare at a woman like that, ever. She's going to think you're a creep. Okay, mom. I was embarrassed that my mom had caught me. She said, you like her, don't you? I nodded and my mom smiled. I was going to ask her out and I was taking my time to get more comfortable with her when one evening, my best friend came over to my house and charmed her. He had her laughing so hard that she almost broke her ribs. She told me that she almost broke her ribs. I was very irritated by the sight of the two of them talking loudly and laughing. She soon became our friend instead of just my friend. I knew it was over when she would come to my house and casually suggest that we go over to my best friends. I didn't want to seem jealous, of course. So I would agree and we'd go over to his house where I was subjected to their endless irritating laughter. She liked him and their actions made that clear, but I didn't think my friend would like her. I hadn't told him I liked her or anything, but I somehow just expected him to know that I liked her and I hoped that she wouldn't be his type. At the time, my best friend had had two girlfriends and they had things in common like long shiny hair being skinny, popular, dramatic, and shallow. That girl had short hair and was very smart. She was nothing like the girls he dated. If I had any doubts, those doubts were cleared when she started to visit my best friend without needing me to accompany her. One day, my best friend casually mentioned that they made out in his brother's room. I was furious. I hated him, I hated her, and I hated myself. Most of all, I hated her. I resented her for leading me on. I don't know if she did lead me on or if it was all in my head, but surely she knew I had fallen hopelessly in love with her. She and my best friend continued to fool around until he ended things with her. He and his long-haired girlfriend got back together. After they'd stopped fooling around, I tried to start hanging out with her again. I'd have missed her, but she refused. I don't think I'd be comfortable with us hanging out anymore, given my history with your best friend, she said matter-of-factly. I nearly rolled my eyes at her. That was the first time my best friend took a girl I liked. But I wasn't as mad at him as I was at her. I felt used by her. After I asked to keep hanging out and she declined, I avoided her altogether. She would speak to me in school and I'd ignore her. She soon got the memo and stopped trying. Just when I thought there was no way I could get over her, I started to like someone else. A pretty girl who was in a grade below mine. 
The women in the community organized a program where the girls had big sisters and mothers. My sister was a participant, and this girl was her big sister. She came by our house often to take my sister out for ice cream. Before they left, she would say hello to me and we'd have small conversations about school and stuff. I told my best friend about her and he encouraged me to ask her out. Even though I'd described her a million times to him, he never met or knew her. While I was a reserved guy, my best friend was the social butterfly. And even though everyone knew him, he didn't know a lot of people by their names in school. In senior year, the girl and I became friends. We didn't hang out often, but when we saw each other in school, we would have long conversations, and I even managed to make her laugh sometimes. On one of those days, my best friend saw me talking to her and walked up to us. He said hello to her, and I noticed that she blushed. It greatly annoyed me. Who is that hottie, my friend asked in an almost whisper when she left. I gave up way too easily those days. I could have told him she was the girl I'd been telling him about, but I didn't. I just sighed and said, nobody. He looked at me as though I'd committed a crime. Then he stepped back and looked at me in mock horror. He said, listen to me, that is not nobody. Nobody who is that hot is nobody, okay? I'm going to the library, I said, walking away from him. My best friend always got the girls he wanted, and I knew that if he wanted this girl, he would certainly get her. I was going to tell him that I liked her and asked him to back off, but that would make me a loser. I decided then to just let her go. In hindsight, everything that happened after was my fault. I just assumed that he would charm her in his usual manner and she would start fooling around with him too. I didn't want to get hurt as I did before, so I simply started avoiding her too. I would look away when our eyes met and she tried to make eye contact. I was always busy and hardly replied to her texts. Even when I did reply to them, I would respond with monosyllables. She soon stayed away too and somehow I blamed her for doing that. She clearly did not like me, I told myself. If she did, she would fight for us and try to find out what was wrong. I decided to move on from her and as if some external force was confirming my decision, I saw her the next day with my best friend. They were laughing and obviously having a good time. I assured myself that I would get over it. They'll fool around again and he would leave her be as was his M.O. I was very wrong this time. As time passed, my best friend became more and more into her. He would talk about her all the time. I realized that he had fallen as deeply as I had fallen for her. I didn't blame him because she was beautiful and had the most beautiful personality too. When he mentioned that he was saving to take her to a nice restaurant, I knew I had to act fast. So one day I casually slipped it into our conversation that she was the girl I liked. He was shocked. I hope you're over your crush though because I am smitten. I could have told him that I wasn't over her at all and that it wasn't a crush, but I was crazily in love with her. But as usual, I said nothing and just smiled. He asked her out and she agreed to go out with him. I don't know man, this girl is just different. Something about her just pulls me, she has my heart. My best friend had never talked about any girl like that, not even his on and off ex-girlfriend. I tried to be happy for him, but I couldn't. I resented him for what he had done, and I secretly wished that she would break his heart or something. For prom, he made a grand gesture to ask her to prom. It was sweet. All the girls talked about it for days. As prom drew closer, I decided to skip it. I wasn't going to watch the girl I loved and my best friend dance together. That would be torture. 
One day, my friend and I were hanging out in his garage when the feelings of resentment came back. Two of the girls I liked the most ended up with him. I was pissed. At the time, we were melting plastic with fire and trying to make dolls out of them. Yes, we had managed to convince ourselves that we would become billionaires by co-owning a huge toy company. His back was turned to me, and his long hair, a copy of his brother's hair, was held in a low bun just below his neck. I turned on the lighter and let his hair burn. At first, the fire burnt it slowly, so I thought it was some silly, malicious prank. But the fire soon caught the whole bun and he screamed. I grabbed an old blanket and doused out the fire. His mom had heard him scream and she rushed over to the garage and took him to the hospital. Luckily, his scalp was not affected. I think very often about how things could have seriously gone wrong if I hadn't found that blanket. I would have hated myself for what I did to my best friend. That was certainly one revenge I regret. Interestingly, I was glad he was okay, but I also hoped that would mean he would stay back and not go for prom too, since he had to get an extremely low cut, but I was wrong. My best friend took her to prom anyway, and they went on to be together for a while before they finally ended things. I think honestly my question is, does OP actually like hanging around this friend anymore? I mean, the fact that they got so worked up over somebody that they set them on fire is a little far, don't you guys agree? That said, our next story is, X spread a rumor about me, so I sabotaged his competition. During my freshman year of high school, I was under the impression that dating a jock was the fast lane to popularity. No matter how plain and invisible you've been throughout your school years, you date someone on the football team and suddenly everyone knows your name. Everyone likes your hair and they want to be your friend. Then, from my sophomore year till my senior year, I confirmed this. I had lots of friends that got picked off one by one by the jocks of my school. Within the shortest time, they were all popular. Me? I steered clear of them athletes. Why? Because they were all jerks and all their relationships end the same way. They break up and even when people don't know the whole story, they usually decide that it was the girl's fault. She either cheated or she slept around or was something else. And in the blink of an eye, all the love and adoration she... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. He had gotten morphs into hate. That popularity wouldn't fade off just like that. She'll still be known by everyone, but not as the girlfriend of a jock, but as someone who couldn't keep it in her pants. I once had a friend that had to change schools because of rumors like that, and I decided that I wasn't going to let anything like that happen to me. I kept that promise all through high school, but in my sophomore year of college, 
I broke that promise when Damien asked me to be his girlfriend, and as I've learned in high school, jocks are jerks. The dude cheated on me and I broke up with him peacefully. Instead of him taking the L and going on with his life, he decided to spread a rumor about me, telling people that he broke up with me because I gave him an STD. I decided that two can play that game, and if he wanted to ruin my social life, I was going to take away everything he held dear. Which wasn't much, by the way, he only loved football. I spiked his drink with some illegal steroids and made an anonymous tip to the agency that drug tests athletes. But to fully understand the story, I have to give you a more detailed version. Let's start with how I met Damien. Summer break was over, and we all had to return to the horrors of schoolwork. I had spent the holiday with my best friend, Sarah's family. She lost her nana, and I needed to be there for her. Getting back to the apartment after a six-hour drive from Sarah's family home, all I wanted to do was crawl into bed and get some sleep. Maybe binge-watch a few episodes of How I Met Your Mother when I woke up. Less than an hour after we got in, I was jolted awake by a loud knock on the door. I walked up to open it, and our mutual friend Tina walked in. She came to offer her condolences to Sarah, and after she was done, she invited us to a party that evening. I wasn't in the mood for a party, but I felt that Sarah needed to unwind and have fun. I knew she wasn't going to go if I wasn't going, so I said okay. I managed to catch a few hours of sleep before the party, and when it was time, we drove over to some apartment downtown. I decided to be the responsible one and not drink because I was going to be driving back home. So I left Sarah to let loose. I didn't know most of the people at the party, and because I was staying sober, I felt kinda out of place. Even Tina, who invited us to the party, was nowhere to be found. I wanted to leave, but Sarah seemed to be having fun, so I decided to stay. I make my way past the people in the living room and climb up the stairs from the balcony to the roof. It was the only silent place in the apartment, and I decided to chill there till Sarah was ready to go. A few minutes after I got to the roof, I was joined by a tall, muscular dude. His smile was what attracted me to him in the first place. He had such a wonderful smile. As he climbed the iron steps, he didn't take his eyes off me. It was a classic Doppler effect. That's a How I Met Your Mother reference in case you didn't get it. And I smiled back at him. Once he was up on the roof, he walked up to sit beside me. He was surprisingly confident and that got a laugh from me. He said hi, raised his hand to shake me and introduced himself. I took his hand and introduced myself too. He asked what I was doing up there on the roof alone and I explained the situation to Sarah and how I have to be the responsible one. He commended me for my good work and decided that, to show his support, he wasn't going to drink for the rest of the night, and he was going to stay with me throughout the party. That was the type of mushy thing I tend to watch out for with guys. I had the mentality that guys only want to get with girls and they would do anything they had to to get there. But there was something about Damien. Maybe it was his charisma or charm or just his boyish, carefree nature. But I was, how do they say, smitten by him? I said okay and that he was welcome to stay. We talked for what seemed like hours, and after some time, Tina came up to the roof to tell me that it was time for Sarah to go home. She had gone way past her drinking limit and she couldn't even walk in a straight line. I thanked Damien for keeping me company and I stood up to leave. He asked me if he could help by driving us home, but I declined. We brought our own car and I didn't have a drink at the party. 
If I didn't drive her home, then my not drinking at the party was a big waste. I thanked him once again and was about to leave when Damien stopped me once again. He asked me for my number and told me he'd like to see me again. I said okay and that we could set something up. Then I left with Sarah and Tina. A few days later, he called me and asked if we could meet up later that night. I said okay. When it was time, I got dressed and headed out to see him at a fast food restaurant. We grabbed some food and talked as we ate. By the end of the date, I was sure that I liked him and I wanted to see him again. We strolled all the way from the restaurant to my apartment, and when we got there, we decided to meet again in a few days. I told Sarah about the date. When she asked me what he was like, I told him what I knew. He was a final year business student, and he had siblings, and he loved cats. He didn't get to talk about himself a lot. He spent the whole time listening to me. I had no idea that he played football for the school, but I found out before the next date. I had to visit a course mate in her dorm, so I walked past the football field. The college team was doing their training, and I just took a side glance to see how they were doing. As I did, I saw Damien ordering some players to go long. I was really shocked, but mostly angry. I stormed off to see my friend in the dorm, and I went back to my apartment. Damien called me that night, but I didn't pick up. He tried calling a few more times after that, but I didn't pick up either. On the day we were supposed to hang out, I decided not to go and when he called again, I ignored it. The next day, I was at home eating ice cream and watching a movie when Sarah came into my room and told me that some guy was looking for me. That was weird because I didn't know a lot of guy friends, unlike Tina who knew almost every guy in school. I walked over to the door and opened it and to my surprise, it was Damien. He stepped into the apartment before I invited him in, then he asked me why I stood him up the day before. I simply told him that I didn't think we were a good fit and that we should go our separate ways. He didn't understand and asked me to explain further. I had to tell him that I don't hang out with athletes because, in my experience, they were all jerks. He told me he was different, which made me laugh. Then he told me to give him a chance and to just try him out. I didn't want to at first, but after two days of incessant calls and text messages, I said okay. We started dating and at first it was nice. He was funny, thoughtful, and caring. He tried to introduce me to his teammates and friends on our first date, but I refused. If I was going to date him, it was going to be in secret, but Damien didn't like that. He wanted to, in his words, show me off to the world. After a lot of pressure, I finally succumbed to him. A month into dating Damien, he made our relationship public and introduced me to all his friends. Suddenly, lots of people knew me, in class and on campus. It was really weird for me because I wasn't the type to keep a large circle of friends, but still, I'm getting invites to more parties and many other people want to hang out with me. At one of these said parties, I went to get a drink from the bar. I had only left Damien for one second, but when I came back, he was seated with another girl, and it didn't look like they were just talking. I decided to play it cool and walk over to him. When I did, the lady turned to look at me and, for a second, she had this cold look in her eyes that kind of scared me. She stood up without a word and walked away. I asked who she was, but Damien waved her off, saying she was no one. I didn't press further, but that wasn't the only time I saw him with a strange girl. One time, I came to see him at practice and he was talking to some cheerleader. That would have been okay if the girl didn't decide to sit on his lap. I walked. I immediately made my presence known by calling out his name, waving to him. 
and then walking away. He pushed the girl off his legs and ran after me. Then he explained that it wasn't what I thought and the girl was someone who slept around and had been trying to get with him. Every bone in my body told me not to believe him, but I haven't exactly caught him cheating. He deserved the benefit of the doubt, so I gave that to him. Well, it wasn't long before he showed me who he was. A few weeks after the first semester break, I tried calling Damien, but he wasn't picking up. We hadn't spoken or seen each other since school resumed and it was unlike him. I decided to go to his apartment to pay him a surprise visit. When I did, I met that same cheerleader girl walking around the living room with a towel wrapped around her body. And Damien was only wearing underwear. I didn't bother to cause a scene or anything. That wasn't my style. I simply told him that we were over and I walked out. He tried to call me multiple times after that, but I didn't pick up. When it got too much, I decided to block his number. After another few days, I started to hear funny things around campus. Random girls just walking up to me and asking how my health is or some dude saying things like, that's what you get for sleeping around. I didn't quite understand at first, so I met up with Tina who was more plugged in than I was. Then I asked her what was going on. She told me that people were saying that Damien broke up with me because I gave him an STD. I had never been more shocked in my entire life. I asked her if Damien had debunked the rumor, but that was when she dropped another bombshell on me. Damien was the one spreading the rumors in the first place. I didn't cry when I caught him cheating. I didn't even cry when I broke up with him. But when I heard the lies he told against me to save face, I actually cried. I didn't break down though. I decided at that moment that he wasn't going to get away with it. Tina and I came up with a plan. She knew a guy who knew a guy who could help us get our hands on some illegal steroids. We drove over to meet the guy and get the drugs. Then we had to wait for the next party where the jocks will be. I couldn't go because I didn't want it to look suspicious, so it fell on Tina to go. All she had to do was spike her club soda, flirt with Damien a little, and get him to drink some. When she did, she had to call me. The plan went on smoothly. I was at home watching a movie slash piecing around when she called me to tell me that it went well. Next, I had to call an anti-doping agency. I googled them and got their number, then I gave him his location. That next day, I didn't go to campus, but Sarah who went told me how the agency came to the college. They invited most of the guys for an impromptu drug test. After they were done, Damien, along with two other guys, were tested positive for illegal drugs. I had nothing to do with the other guys though, but Damien was all me. I knew how much he loved football, and he was always talking about going pro, but that dream shattered after he was tested positive. He was kicked off the college team and banned from playing on any official team. That's what you get when you cross me. I mean, it sucks to see somebody's ambitions get killed, but when you're such a horrible human being, I think you're going to have a hard time finding anybody that really has too much sympathy for you, so is OP necessarily in the right here? Definitely not. But should OP lose sleep about this whole thing going down? I'd like to know what you guys think. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 